Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way. I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you to use the Utah Budsman in a sentence next week. Oh, I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Spring Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. What's we up? have LJ Pops, Uncle Tony. What's going on? All right, all right, all right. right, right. Um, I don't know about you guys, but um, this has been, I, I don't know. A lot of people think like it's a hard time for your diet around the holidays. You know, Thanksgiving, <laughs> you know, a lot of food, leftovers, Christmas, there's more food. I think... This is a very uh, this past week was a very underrated week for bad for the diet because and I'll tell you why. Okay. Those fun size candies are everywhere <laughs> and my this is how my brain works. A fun size candy's not bad. It's That's not, not that a whole bad. candy bar, yeah. you're fine. Until I, my brain doesn't add up like I've had 15 fun size candies. <laughs> yeah, you've had six That's, king size now. That equals so. a king now size. I've had, yeah. Now I've had three Snickers, two Reese's, and a full Almond Joy. But I'm like, but they're all fun size. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets me every year around this time. And then, of course, everyone at work's like, got to get rid of all this candy. Take mm. them to work. And Kevin's the idiot brain that just keeps going. Every time I go and get a water, I'm like, ooh, another piece of candy? How about two? That's just fun size. <laughs> They're fun size. They're fun size. <laughs> they are fun size. Yeah. And then I'm like, I don't understand. I've been eating really good. What's going on? I'm like, oh, uh. it's the it's the copious amounts of sugar and chocolate that I've been <laughs> stuffing down my face all week. The old it's going to make you not a fun size. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it depends who you ask, I suppose. <laughs> um Man, uh, when it gets to when, when it, we thought last week was kind of a, a wacky week when it comes to the NFL, wow. and this was the wow. wild week of upsets. I mean, everything it actually it worked out well for for me because I decided, you know what, I'm just it's time to take a maybe a week or two, take a week off or multiple weeks off of gambling. You know, let's yeah. just let's just figure out what we know and don't know because clearly <laughs> there's a lot I don't know, and thank God I yeah. did it because. Everything I thought I knew was dead <laughs> wrong in week nine. And I don't know, do we just toss this up as that's just week nine and we just need to whatever? Like what I mean, happened? I don't do know. This like might be personal bias. Events? I think this was a real week that that felt like we finally getting huh. into what the NFL looks like. Um, I wonder so. why LJ, of all people, would, would think <laughs> there's know. some key takeaways from this. I don't baby. know. We might get to that. I, I do have a really cool stat from this week to throw at you. Hit me. Um, the Bills have made their first field goal on American soil in this uh, season. Jaguars, so far. Jaguars, uh, right? yeah, Jaguars, yes, Jaguars, and, <laughs> and yeah, it's been like two hundred. I think I also saw it's been four hundred and twenty <clears throat> days since they've won 
on American soil. Also, wow. <laughs> that's so, incredible. That's incredible. Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer, two in one since keeping that uh, team. They believe in him. Since, Shad since believes the thumb in him. incident or whatever that whatever we're calling him and someone else's grandkids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this week was probably tough if, if for for the gamblers out there. And I, I just want to. This is something you know. A light bulb went off in my head one day, and I just for anybody else. God, we've been waiting for that for a long time, had we, LJ? (laughs) (laughs) For anybody else whose light bulb hasn't gone off, and for any of our our, uh, ads out there or current, past, future sponsors, if you're if you work for a gambling site, just don't listen to this part. But (laughs) there there's a reason why they're always so eager to show us those insane parlays that hit. Mm -hmm. It's because. We often don't hit on yeah. most of these bets. Why do you think all these different gambling sites have advertisements on every single channel you turn to? They're spending a lot of money to get us to go gamble. And it's not because they're getting killed every week. <laughs> I, I promise you that. Yeah. The house so, barely uh, gets by, you know? Yeah, <laughs> That's how they like to make it sound. I would like to imagine that the house probably did pretty, pretty <laughs> good this week. Well, uh, let's. I'll, I'll tell you, I took the house this week, so... I made a little money this weekend. I'd rather not say how much, but I am now, I am now. <laughs> You'll have pl- a lot of cousins. Yeah. I'm in the plus. <laughs> yes. I'm in the <laughs> Saline County. You've always got cousins. Uh, I'm in the, <laughs> I'm in the, I'm in the plus column for the year now after this weekend. So, really so and, uh, uncle Tony, uncle Tony's seeing some green, if you will, yes. on the spreadsheet. Hey. Yes. Oh, oh, hey. oh, wow. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, I did. The king I, of Segway. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get it. We need to get into some NFL. Uh, I, my first question is going to be, the worst loss of the week. But before we do that, let's get a word from our sponsors. So, here's something that I've been having a problem with lately. Uh, what's that, Banksy? Well, since I've moved into the, the these United States, sure. I, you know, I love me football, I love me rugby, but I just haven't been able to get fully into American sports. Right, okay. Um, and I think something that is missing for me is... The gambling Gamble. aspect. Yeah, gambling. Yes, I love, I love Absolutely. to gamble. Yeah. Um, but I just don't fully understand what these spreads or oh, it's really you have simple. to go over or under yeah, yeah, the yeah, bridge you, to right. understand who's but winning. There's no br- yeah, there's, there's, no bridge, there's all but, sorts of fantasies. Uh, people are running yeah, around fantasy with sports as well. Shields. Um, and, no, 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 no. There's no shields. swords. No. Um, I just want something that's a little more streamlined. Maybe let's say I could just. Mm, I don't know. Pay into a team, if you will. Uh, almost like I'm buying stocks. Oh, I, oh, 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 Banksy, have I got the the deal for you? So there's this website called Symbol. That's S I M B U L L. Symbol. Yes. And so the way it works is, if you wanted to buy stock in a team, mm. you buy stock in a team, mm. and uh, you get dividends when they win, mm. and the price changes based on the perceived value of said team. Mm. So you can buy at a very low price when they're down, and sure. then sell at a very high price when they're up. Just like stocks. I mean, yeah, exactly like stocks. Symbol. Symbol. S I. S I M B U L L. Symbol. Yeah, it's like the NFT of sports gambling. Well, there we are. Symbol. The NFT of sports gambling. All right, worst loss of the week. Here we go. Um, we thought, I thought, uh, I came into this podcast, I feel like I've been bamboozled, but I came into this podcast thinking we were going to just pretend that the Broncos Cowboys didn't play. <laughs> it's clearly not what's happening. No. Uh, so, worst loss can either be. 
the Broncos Cowboys, uh, the Broncos won by a score. I don't even know because I quit watching. <laughs> and then we have the, or probably in, if we have another one, throw it in. But the other one I would say is probably the Bills losing to the fighting Urban Myers, nine to six in the Josh Allen Bowl. Um, by the way, the Manning cast curse is still uh, still I alive. Know. Still alive. I know. It is still so alive. that's so. My answer to what's the biggest loss has got to be the Cowboys and Broncos because we knew that the Bills were going to lose. You told us last week. We knew that. Yeah. Right. So, on right. the same so on the same podcast that I told you the Bills were going to lose, I also told you they were the best in the AFC. So it depends what part you listen to. <laughs> but, it still so might LJ, be. Sometimes you have a game against the Jaguars. You know. So LJ, that's the worst loss to you. The, yeah, the Bills losing to the Jags. Definitely. Pops, what do you say? Well, I want to say it's the Bills, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of throw a third one in there. Oh, here we go. Um, and it it I don't know if it was a huge, but the 49ers have a chance playing Colt McCoy to True. make a move. Shout out to Colt McCoy in the dude. NFC West and get True. get spanked. Shalom. They just get spanked. I mean, is Kyle Shanahan not a good coach? I don't. I, I don't know well, what's going on there. That do you guys remember? I don't. I, I'm, I'm gonna have to. Dancing my victory a little bit because I took a lot of L's this week. Um, but there was somebody on this podcast who said, is Kyle Shanahan just a good offensive coordinator and there maybe was not somebody a good head that. coach? Yeah. It it looks like that may possibly be the – that was – you're right, Pop. See, Kyler Murray's not playing. And so we and DeAndre Hopkins is not playing. A.J. Green's not playing. Chase Edmonds gets hurt in the, gets first, hurt in the first quarter. quarter. Yeah. For, Cliff Kingsbury, who play. Don't say is Chase it, Edmonds went out the first fucking play. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I bet somebody had them in a row. Sam Fran's at home. I mean, they yeah. come on, and they man. just get boat raced. They get boat raced, and then did y'all see? This is just cornerbacks love nothing more than to celebrate. Like you'll see a cornerback, it'll be an incomplete pass that went twenty yards over the wide receiver's head. Yeah, cornerback loves to do like the not in our house, not in our house, baby. <laughs> Lockdown clamps. There was a cornerback on the 49ers when they were down two scores at home to the Colt McCoy led. Arizona Cardinals, and they got a 15 yard penalty for taunting. If if I if I had if you had to guess, pops, it just and maybe you don't have one, but any quarterback, and you might not even realize he's on the 49ers. What what cornerback would you think would be penalized for taunting down double digits to Colt McCoy? Is Richard Sherman still there? <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> that a bad a guess. guess. <laughs> he's at the Bucks. It was it was. Josh Norman, Josh Norman, <laughs> who I didn't realize is still in the league. This is how you remember. And funny enough, the last time I was like, oh, Josh Norman's still in the league was when Derrick Henry stiff-armed him to another planet on Thursday Night Football. So, oh, Josh, it's tough, tough look. Yeah. Uh, Tony, what do you say worst loss? Do you have uh, – I don't know if Pops gave us one, but he at least threw another hat in the ring. You know, I would throw another hat in there. I, You know – the AFC would have been perfect against the NFC this week if it wasn't for the fact that the Raiders tripped over the New York football giants, it, although it is at yeah. East Rutherford. And so here's the thing I'll say about this week, and then I want to get to something else. because I, Well, let me say this. You answered the question of why the 49ers are not playing uh, well, Kevin, is Josh Norman is at cornerback. Their defense has really <laughs> taken a turn. As well as the Tennessee Titans defense has turned the corner and gotten better, the 49ers defense is tanking. And they're tanking in a hurry. And, and in that division, that's going to be a problem. And you saw that. There's James Conner. It wasn't really Colt McCoy. It's Colt McCoy was able to hand the ball to James Conner, and he just put cleat marks on Or throw it to him or anything. Just put it in his hand. I mean, <laughs> it was just crazy. 
And so, uh, so I, I think that's the deal with the 49ers. But I think the Raiders lost. That was, you know, man, they could have put Joe Judge out of his misery right there. We could have had a new coach in the in New York if, <laughs> if he hadn't won that game. But I, I think it was a bad loss. But I said this last week about the, the Bengals when they went to New York and lost to the Jets. It's the same thing with Buffalo. That that is the that is the classic trap game when you take a high scoring offense and send them down to a one or seven, two and six team at their field after a big win, and Buffalo just was not ready for that. And Jacksonville Jacksonville played well and got got lucky a few times. And uh, and Buffalo needs Dawson Knox back. So I'll, I'll tell the you know, that's one thing. They've got to have that tight end of that. I offense, did not but. realize Dawson Knox was the the straw that kind of stirs that drink, but it seems like he might be. Yeah, like but it. but I think I, I the Raiders that was a boy, that was a fumble. They really could have, you know, Kansas City won, the Chargers won, uh the Broncos did they win? Oh yeah, they won. They did. Yeah, and, they won. Uh, <laughs> So <laughs> well, you know what? This is just going to be LJ. Just get ready. This is going to be a good three minutes for you. Because first, before I talk about the Broncos, I, the Raiders also took another loss. So their cornerback, I believe, or yeah, safety, safety, I think they took from Ohio State. He was in the first round uh, first two round. years ago. Mm-hmm. He has been he's been cut because he went on Instagram video recording himself with, and maybe I shouldn't, I, I, maybe I shouldn't come after because he 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 recorded himself with a gun saying he was going to kill a fan for some criticism and. <laughs> what? What? And so the Raiders cut him. That means both their first round picks from just a year and a half ago have now been cut because we know the tragic incident that happened with Henry Ruggs. So it's a, it's a not a great time for the for the Las Vegas Raiders and Mike Mayock. Uh, maybe they figured out they're still sitting atop that division, which shockingly the, the Chiefs are only what a game and a half or a half a game out of first, which, yeah. whoa. But then the Broncos, we haven't said the score yet. 30 to 16 was the score. It was not that close. What the I don't know. It was I think Dak Prescott had 53 yards going into the fourth quarter and then ended up with like 219. And it was all because they just let I don't know why they're even keeping your quarterback in when he's coming off an injury to get garbage time points. I'm, I hope Mike McCarthy's <laughs> fantasy team won. Good for him. But the Broncos just clubbed him. And so LJ, I want to ask you, uh as a as a cowboy, so like they got crushed. They Really could have been thirty to zero. I actually have an interesting stat for you. Here. Let me pull it up. Um, Dallas trailed thirty to zero after entering the game as a ten point favorite. They are the first team to trail by thirty in a game as a double digit favorite since two thousand one, when another quarterback, um, the opposing quarterback that ended up winning initials TB, uh, when New England beat the Colts in Week Three of two thousand one, when Tom Brady's first career start. So is Teddy Bridgewater, Tom Brady. I don't know. People, people are saying. People are saying. I don't know. Um, that is a bad. There's a bad sharp loss. resemblance. Yeah, Kev. I know. I know you were. I knew you were going to be heard about this. So I actually did talk to a friend of the pod, and we like put something together for you if you're ready to hear that. Oh, so. yes. Is it going to help me? I think so. I think, I think so. so. Okay. Yeah. Good. All good. Right. Good. I feel, I feel a little obligated that we're, no one's even mentioning the Cowboys as possibly, possibly the best team in the NFC. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try it again, and he's in for the touchdown, Denver. 
I still think with Dak Prescott in, they have the number one offense in the Fair. NFL. <laughs> what happened? Can you throw water on the Cowboys as I did the Broncos? <laughs> this is where I feel pretty confidently I'm going to get disagreed on. Cowboys uh, is a Cowboys. Number three oh my is the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> no. They are, I think they are the most balanced offense. I think they're, pro- I probably think that, I would say they're the best offense right now in football. Trayvon Diggs has had a great year. He's putting up like historical numbers. No one's ever done what he's done. LJ, you say there's no way they're three? How high would you even put them? Oh, uh, I think, I think I'd be happy with the Cowboys sitting at like six, personally. But I don't feel like they're the number three team in the NFL. I just don't. I don't like it. The pick was cut by the three receiving team beyond the line of scrimmage. Covered by the kicking team. It'll be first down for the kicking team at the 19 yard line. The Cowboys are are just lucky as all get up. Cowboying's a tough job. You can take it from me. Been doing it all my life. I recall a certain time when I was a young buckaroo. Out yonder, I saw a wild bronco. Figured out. I could use a new horse. Snuck up on him. Tried to get real close with my lasso. And the second I pulled it out and gave it a whirl. Well, I'll be damned if he didn't kick me right in the face. <laughs> See, I learned a lesson that day. When you're dealing with Broncos, you can't use brute force. There's but one trick that you can use. So I reached into my knapsack, pulled out an apple that I brought for lunch, walked up to the Bronco. <laughs> Put the apple to his face. And we walked home together in harmony. <laughs> now let me ask you something, Kevin. How do you like them apples? <laughs> Go Broncos. Big win for John Elway's Broncos. 30 to 16. <laughs> so did that did that help at all? Um you know, I'm not sure. I, I didn't hear any of the, the, the calls of when Dak Prescott threw touchdowns in the fourth quarter, LJ. Because <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. they didn't my matter. Bad, my bad. Because they didn't my matter. Bad, my bad. You didn't hear them because I didn't uh, matter. Yeah, well, that was, uh, that was what they, they like to call uh, in the business a good old ass kick. <laughs> that was just... Oh. The the uh, as someone said in that that clip, I don't know. It sounded really smart. I don't know who that was exactly, <laughs> but it sounded smart. That Broncos defense made that uh, best defense or best offense in the NFL look pretty miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, LJ? I would actually say I think that loss is better than the Bills' loss because, and I'll tell you, as a fan. It ripped the bandaid off after about the third quarter when True. Amari Cooper dropped that fourth down. I'm like, 
Amari Cooper hadn't dropped the ball all year, and he dropped or it was third and one just right through his hands. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that just doesn't happen often. And then whatever we're calling that stupid block punt <laughs> that gave the Broncos. Now, I'll give credit to the ref. He called the right call. The NFL <laughs> just put them in a, a position to look like an idiot. He made the right call, and it was just a dumbass rule. <laughs> and so I just decided right then and there, I'm going to close the laptop that has the Cowboys game on. I'm just going to watch Red Zone. I'm going to enjoy Red Zone Channel and not worry about that stupid star on their helmet and that game being played over there. <laughs> when on the other side, if you're a Bills fan, it's it was a nine to six. Like you had chances over – like the defense did their job. It wasn't just a day where you can go, the ball's just not bouncing in our favor. And they still couldn't find a way to lose. And Josh Allen won the Josh Allen Bowl against Josh Allen. I mean, can you think of a better performance with two people with the same name, one of them dominating the other one so hard? That's incredible. I thought it was – I mean, you knew uh, last week I had so much fun with the Cooper Rush to Mark Cooper and and Andy Dalton to Dalton Schultz. Like, I thought those those name games are fun. Josh Allen dominated the defensive player. And that was Sack, honestly fumble recovery prob- interception, right? <laughs> it was his and and this is that was probably the like the first time people realized Josh Allen, the defensive player, is a really good player. Yeah. He has been. When I think but that is what happened on Sunday is only ever. one Josh Allen can play at an MVP level and he played on defense. So <laughs> yeah. um we'll see what happens next week. That's just tough that the Bills should have, like, oh, throughout the entire game, it, like, you kept going, okay, yeah, this is an point. awful game, but we can get out of here with a 13 to nine victory if we just, if we just hit one play to Diggs. And they just could, cause apparently, as Tony said, Dawson Knox is that entire offense. I didn't realize it. And that goes back though, our one flaw we said with the Bills while we were a little nervous, they should have just been able to pound the ball, just run it. The, game. They, the Jags could well, not score. Mm. Well, you know, and they had the same issue, uh, Zach Moss went out second quarter with a concussion. Um, yeah. I think he only had like four carries. And Zach Moss is their fourth quarter running back. And I think it goes to show that you've got to have a running game in the NFL because at some point in time, you're going to have a bad game. And if you can't have a guy like Javante Williams that you can hand the ball off to 87 <laughs> times. I love Javante Williams. And, so, um, and Melvin Gordon. But any, anyway um, – I digress. And um the uh but but that was the difference maker, I think. That they've Singletary showed that he's not that every down back and they didn't have a bruiser to finish out that game for him. Uh, as we saw yeah. Najee Harris do last night. Uh, you know, he, he, at Pittsburgh, who's not the team Buffalo is, they have a, a, a guy that can close yep. games out. And Arizona had a guy that could close the game out. So you, you know, there's uh that's what Buffalo's missing. You gotta hope Zach Moss comes out of concussion protocol. Uh, pretty quickly because they're kind of set on that, and uh, uh, that's that's going to be a problem for them. But I'll say this: I, nobody should, uh, you know, ring the alarm or anything for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I do yeah. not. I don't know who they're playing this week, but I don't want to be that team because uh, the Jets. Oh the Jets. my oh, god! god. <laughs> that I tell you what, mark it down right here. I don't know what the line is going to be on that game, but you can add twenty points to it because. Do we want to play a little? Uh, I, I think some popular podcasts might do this, but um, do we want to play a little? Uh, guess the line here. Do you, do you have a guess on what you think it could be? I'm gonna say third. Shout out to the Bill Simmons. It, is it at New York or is it at Buffalo? I can't remember. It is in East Rutherford, New Jersey. I'm gonna say plus thirteen and a half or minus thirteen and a half for the for the Bills. Very close. It was minus thirteen. Wow, minus thirteen. So that, which is I, a huge spread in the NFL. That yeah. is huge. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, as, like a yeah, plus ten. You know, a minus ten can. Uh, 
Well, I will tell you, ten dollars placed, ten dollars placed on the money line for the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday paid pretty good. I'll just say that. Um, I bet, but uh, uh, I didn't have that, but it sounded good, didn't it? I didn't have the plus sixteen. Buffalo closed. Buffalo closed that game uh, from ESPN Stats and Info. They closed as a fifteen and a half point favorite. That was the fourth largest road upset loss since nineteen sixty six. Not ninety six, sixty six. We'll see. Yeah, but I I suspect the uh, Buffalo may score forty points against the Jets. It may be forty to sixteen or forty to ten. It's gonna be. It's going to be nasty. I would. I would. Speaking predict, of so. the Jets, um, I'm just. I, we tried to give this advice out, and I think he might be a listener of the pod. Mike White got hurt pretty early in that game. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And now he's a backup. But I would uh, suggest Mike White, if you're listening again, do not. Do not. You're still hurt. Do mm-hmm. not play this game. Don't against touch Buffalo a football. Because they are do not touch football blood. for two years. <laughs> this is the Buffalo is going to. Well, I don't care who's that quarterback. They're they're that it's defense gonna is going to be playing because they just got embarrassed. So it's going to be bad. Yeah. Um. Uh. I will say, pops. I wanted to ask you this. So uh, about that Cowboys loss, Trayvon Diggs has been awesome, as you heard in that beautiful <laughs> soliloquy that LJ. <laughs> He's been great all year. But can you think of a guy that is in? All of the highlights quite like it. He gets, it's not, he's in the good ones, but he's also like Cortland Sutton, or was it Tim Patrick? Yeah. Who, Tim Patrick's actually a really good player. We might have talked about this last year. He just has an insurance agent name. Yeah, like car salesman. Cool yeah. Name, yeah. He would, people would realize he's a solid player. Yeah. But Trayvon Diggs finds a way. And the same thing when the, who was it? I can't remember who it was on the Patriots, but he got burned on that play. He does like the jump balls and people get him on it, mm. but he's just in all the highlights, the good ones the and good the bad. And ones. The bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something so, from that game. That the Broncos didn't miss Von Miller at all, did they? I mean, yeah. oh, that's a good question. I think LJ. I don't know if you touched on this on the pod last week or if we did this off. I think you might have brought it up, but did actually that Halloween party, right? Yeah, you've heard the rumors about. So, so have, did you? Did you explain what? was behind that I did drop it on the pod at the end so but for anybody that doesn't remember uh there was this weird rumor going around that maybe Von Miller wanted to leave because somebody didn't want to pay uh for part of his six-figure Halloween party he was really mad at his teammates wanted to cancel they didn't want to cancel there's this like little workplace drama going on in the locker room so I've read a little other I've read a little more on this and again these are it's I've read this through reddit streams and and it's rumored it's conjecture it's kind of like pole assassin but uh all back there (laughs) supposedly Von Miller does this every year he throws big parties if you remember um what was the this is the same party a couple years ago where old miss quarterback what was his name that Kelly went to the Chad Kelly, oh, yeah, yeah. Swag Kelly, Chad, yeah. Swag Kelly went to the wrong apartment <laughs> yeah. or whatever and slept in someone's bed yeah. because he got too drunk at Von Miller's Halloween party. <laughs> um, Von Miller's known for throwing these real extravagant, fun parties, and I think he typically pays for all of it. And I think at this one, supposedly he had like a petting zoo, maybe a giraffe involved. I don't, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> wow. Von Miller, being no the team leader, was like, "We're not, <laughs> we're not playing very well. We should not have the party." And I think the team was like, "Okay, that's fair. Good, you're being the leader." But then he told everybody, "But y'all still like, since we're not having, it, I need, I need some money. I put here's down some Venmo deposits. Re- <laughs> here's the Venmo request from everybody because I didn't just get this giraffe. I had to, I had to put down a deposit for this big long net." <laughs> So that's why they were pissed that they were like, we didn't tell you to go do all this. And and so possibly the team wanted them traded and they did play like they weren't too upset 
that old Vaughn wasn't in the building any longer. It did seem, this is like a little theory that I had when I was talking to somebody yesterday, I think, where we were talking about how maybe it's possible that Vaughn hadn't really bought into Fangio's defense either. And so with like a vocal load leader on the team, not buying into it, maybe that's why we saw, you know, we see all these young guys and these uh, couldn't. Well, make- you mentioned those, that ragtag group of linebackers looks like just a damn good group of linebackers. Yeah. At least and on so Sunday. I think it is possible and I don't know, but it is possible that Vaughn was a vocal anti Fangio scheme guy and now that he's gone the rest of the team's willing to just buy straight in i don't know i don't know what's going on but they looked great they, they looked incredible yeah yeah and i um, yeah and i think go ahead Tom. I, the thing about dallas last thing i'll say about that dallas game is you know the cowboys just came in there and said okay well dax back we don't have to work uh and you saw that in that game and that's that's what i think happened is they were fired up to, you know, we've all got to support Cooper Rush. we got to make sure we win this game, yada, yada, yada. And I got home, Dak's back. Hey, let's just relax. Is Dak going to go, go? He's going to go for 350 and, you know, three touchdowns, and, and we're going to be fine. And and that that doesn't happen. you got to work. And and so I think that shows that Dak can't just go two weeks without practice and expect to come back in and really, really play at 100% or the team play at 100%. So – I, I think the panic button for well. both Buffalo and Dallas can be set. Us, there's no reason no to bring that out just yeah, yet, yeah, no. and I think both will be just oh, fine. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want to play either one. <clears throat> yeah, both got plenty of room with the remainder uh, of their division. So let, let's quit talking about bad losses. And <laughs> I, the the I'm it's time to give them some credit. The Tennessee F and Titans. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think in the last they're seven and one in the last eight weeks, and six of those wins. Or against they're six and zero so far this year against playoff teams from last year, beating the Seahawks when Russell was still there. The, the Jets' loss is just hard to I don't understand that one, but I think it's kind of like Week Nine with the Bills. You just every now and then shit just happens. But then they go beat the Bills, demolish the Chiefs, beat the Colts in a game where that was a Super Bowl for both teams. That was huge for the division. Uh-huh. And then Sunday night they lose their stud. You think okay, without Derrick Henry they can't do it. Tannehill doesn't even play that good. The defense steps up and they 28-16 was a score. It was worse than that on Sunday night. They the Tennessee Titans are top of the AFC and it's hard not to think they just got through the hard part of their schedule. They have the easiest schedule remaining the rest of the way. If they can rack up some wins and go that's hard to think of records because they added that stupid game. <laughs> 15 and 15 or let's see. They're uh, 13 and 4 and then Derrick Henry comes back fresh for the playoffs? I can't even imagine. They, that team has won a lot of big games late in the year. I mean, they were – was it last year? I think it was last year or a year before. They were up two scores against the vaunted Chiefs, and Mahomes did Mahomes things, which he hadn't done this year. But they were they almost won that game. This team is scary. If you're in the AFC, you better be paying attention because they are really good. How good, Tony, are they? Are they Super Bowl favorites, contenders? Ooh, uh, the AFC, <clears throat> we talked about there's there's three or four teams at the top of that division that I, I, I think right. – that. You know, with the the Ravens and the Bills, uh, I I think, and then who uh, whoever might win the um, AFC West is going to be a good team coming in the playoffs. But uh, uh, I I tell you, they're you, you know, yeah, they have, and it's it's not that it's the defense that has turned it around, and and, and to me, that's what the that's what's uh, most amazing. Is their ability on defense to to get things figured out and become a uh, become a, uh, a a scoring defense and uh, and to be opportunistic and 
that that's that's carrying them. That's what's making the difference in these close games. And so if it, and that's where um, Brable is, right? I mean, that's the kind of coach he is. And if they take that, uh, if they take that uh, type of uh, mentality into each of these games they've got left, uh, man, there's no telling. There's no telling. Uh, so pops the question. I think you're in agreement. Like the, the Titans are give them credit for what they've done so far. Uh, but w- I want to talk a little bit as someone I know you, you you're a fan of Stafford. I think mm-hmm. you picked the Rams. As a lot of us did. I mean, I'm not like saying singling you out as yeah. the only person that picked the Rams. But what what do you take from that loss? Stafford did not look good. No, is this just another week nine? We just need to turn the page. Well, I've or- got to be honest about something. Um, even though he was my quarterback, um, Yellowstone premiered on Sunday night, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I was highly highly encouraged to watch Yellowstone <laughs> uh, here at my house. Sounds like so I just flipped over there some uh, at the end. But but I, I, I'm glad you guys were talking about it because uh, the Rams did win every offensive statistical category. Anyway, they had more rushing yards. They did not by a lot, you know, but more passing yards, uh, et cetera. And the turnovers weren't great. So uh, and then Adrian Peterson's running, you know, what, 10 Shout rushes for 21 yards. So he didn't have a huge game. So it was the defense. I mean, it's, it was that it was that Titans defense. Right. I guess is what I'm hearing right. you guys tell me. Mm-hmm. Well, so, and they did. They had uh, Jeffrey Simmons, I believe is his name, defensive tackle. I mean, he lived in the backfield. He looked like Aaron Donald in that game. Now, I don't think he is Aaron Donald, but he's really good. And as we've talked about before, when you can blitz four and live in the backfield, you're it's going to be hard. I mean, it's going to be hard for any team to score on you and score much. I, I really still think Sean McVay in the Titans. And, and I, yes, I, I'm still a Stafford fan. I think he's still got an outside chance at MVP if we talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but they got to right the ship. And But I think McVay's the guy that will. I think they will right the ship. And, they and oh, by the way, uh, they got an all-pro coming in uh, in Von Miller next week yeah. to play on that long, And Halloween's past us, so yeah. we're good. Yeah. And Halloween's <laughs> done. So, we can probably get somebody to pay for it in L.A. Let's just hope there's no too. Thanksgiving drama. I mean, they got that buckaroo like- coming in. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I do have one thing to say about this. And, and, and so yeah. I am a little concerned about my Rams pick as well as one of the t- top teams and possible. In, uh, yeah. I mean, we all love the Rams. Yeah. I've put that on the spot, but just because I knew he liked Stafford. And I'll tell you what, it, it just seems like that the Los Angeles football teams just can never get a home field advantage other than yeah. the rate. And even when the Raiders were playing in the Coliseum, the Coliseum is such a huge stadium. You don't get that, you know, that frenzy that you see at, at the G- at, at Arrowhead or at, yeah. in Tennessee, uh, you, you know, and so here are the Rams playing in this beautiful stadium, but it's not like, it, it's not a rowdy crowd. It's an LA crowd. And that's, <laughs> that's been true. said for years and years. And, and, um, that's going to be I, that could be a difference maker uh, coming down the stretch for the playoffs because th- there are two or three teams in the NFC that are really good and and if the Packers somehow have have to go into LA uh, for an NFC championship game or or Arizona does uh, or the ta- or, or the Buccaneers do uh, right I, I don't know that the LA has an advantage there and you see it with the Chargers <laughs> as well neutral site. Yeah. Chargers are not it, playing it, as well as home at home. It's interesting, and uh, we've had a lot of uh, talk on this podcast. I mean, there's a lot of people that really are rooting for Stafford and like Stafford. Uh, Scott Casimir, who I follow on Twitter, is at Scott Casimir. He, he, he throws he throws out a lot of interesting stats on Sunday and Monday usually. And he uh, tweeted out. He actually called back to tweet he tweeted uh, earlier this year. But Stafford 
Kirk Cousins, and Teddy Bridgewater. What do those three names have in common? They're the only quarterbacks since 2000 win to win over 70% of their starts against non-winning teams and under 20% of their wins coming against winning teams. Now, Teddy Bridgewater just laid down the smackdown, so I'm not trying to give Teddy two gloves any hate, but it does – we know where I stand with Kirk Cousins, and Stafford yeah. is – if he's in that group, maybe he is – he has a lot of great stats. A lot of them did come when they were down 14, down 21. It's worth thinking about. I think the, the Rams will figure it out because I really do trust McVay, and I think that defense will be fine, and I think Stafford will get it right. But you, you do kind of go a little worried. I, I, again, I'm not pulling the panic button out. Same thing we said with the Cowboys and Bills, but I might know where the panic button is. <laughs> well, would this be a decent time to throw in that Calvin Johnson has something to maybe maybe a little play in this? Um, so it was a Thursday night. It was Thursday night football, and I was on uh, the NFL Network, right? But they had moved it to Fox. You know, Fox has started carrying the Thursday night games, right. and I didn't realize that. And they had like some Calvin Johnson Megatron highlights, and. You know, I thought, well, I'm going to watch this. Surely it's just a commercial before the game comes on. 30 minutes later, I realized I've watched nothing but Calvin Johnson just going up and getting the ball. I mean, over like multiple defenders. Yeah, As a matter of fact, it was it was interesting how often I could see why he retired a little early because how often he went up so high that he falls right on his ass and on his head. Yeah. I mean, he was going up and getting the ball. And you know who was throwing all those balls to him? Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. And it made me think about something that LJ says about Ben Roethlisberger a long time. And I'm just telling you, Calvin Calvin Johnson, I like Stafford, and I'm rooting for him, and I'm pulling for him. But, damn, he had Calvin Johnson, maybe one of the best receivers, I mean, yeah. ever. I think talent-wise, yeah. wow. he's the most talented receiver ever of all time. Now, yeah. Jerry Rice is the best receiver because what he did. But you put Calvin Johnson with – Joe Montana and Steve Young. For Who knows? Yeah. Well, he might have played longer because he wouldn't have had to jump right. so high and hit his, you know. Oh, my God. He was yeah. amazing. So I, Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, and Jerry Rice. I, I think. Yeah. I, that's the holy trinity of receivers. Yeah. yeah. But Calvin did it. Things that no one has ever done. Well, um, who was it? Was it Carmichael? That was the. Um, Harold Carmichael at the Eagles. At the Eagles. Um uh, if, if we're just, but I, I we don't want to get there. To be a Sorry, I went out there. But, but T.O. If we're going most times, T.O.'s in the conversation. Calvin, but Cal, Megatron was just fun mm-hmm. to watch, and mm-hmm. he was on every single fantasy football team I could get him on back in the day. If I could, if 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 he was available, I don't care what round I was in, I was drafting him. Well, that's Amazing. just how the Lions work. They either have nobody or they have one guy, and yeah. Yeah. that's just their history. Yeah. Yep. The Rams just my, – my eyebrows are raised. I still think they're fine, but I do think Tony raises a great point. If they don't get – even – I think they need home – they need home field advantage because I don't want them playing on the road in some of these other stadiums where they do have a legit home field advantage. But even if they get it, being the Rams, they don't have much of an advantage. It's just almost like a neutral site game. Yeah. And now you just better be the better team, which any given Sunday – we just saw any given Sunday, it could happen. These any are all – these Sunday. all get, these guys get paid to play. Um Let's go. I want to go. And this is a good segue into it. We'll, we'll start with that Chiefs Packers game. And uh, Jordan Love, uh, Aaron Rodgers was probably sipping a scotch there. And we might have an Aaron Rodgers topic, but he, Jordan Love did not look good. And he looked like a guy who just got thrown in, not like a guy who's been in the system now for a year and a half mm-hmm. and took all the first team reps in minicamp. Mm-hmm. Should have been a little more prepared against a defense. All we've talked about is terrible. Yep. Spagnola made Jordan Love look like he was a high school quarterback out there. Uh-huh. That, 
Not a good game. I just, I'm not ready to go like, oh, the Chiefs are back by any stretch. But a win is a win. I'm more going if I'm if I'm the Packers, I'm nervous because clearly Devonte Adams he tweeted that last dance thing with with Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and this was a chance for them to go look, see, life after Aaron could be okay. And if you're Devonte Adams, I think he was like. No wonder Allen Robinson's always so pissed. It sucks not having a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tony, what did you, you take from that? That was an ugly game. I, I don't know. Kansas City won ugly, uh, almost as ugly as that Monday night game. But uh, it was. Yeah. Um, uh, but but what what surprised me about that game is uh, Green Bay's inability to run the football. There's just no reason that that Aaron Jones and and AJ Dillon. Shouldn't have just just ran the ball down Kansas City's throat. Everybody's been running against Kansas City. I don't care if you have eight guys in the box. You should have been able to run the ball, and they couldn't. And so, hats off to Kansas City on that. They had a good game plan. I, 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 they whatever that was, <laughs> they need to remember it. But um, I heard. I think I saw a quote from Andy Reid saying he was uh, Melvin Ingram has really helped them. I don't know about that, but. Um, uh, they played great, and, and Green Bay played terrible. The, uh, they, they just. Again, they didn't rally around the kid, and you know Dallas rallied around their kid uh, last week, and and Green Bay didn't do that, and I that's, well, that's disappointing. And just I'm just looking at the box score here, and honestly, Tone, I think that might be on Lafleur. Like Aaron Jones, he wasn't great, but he had 12 carries, 53 yards, just four and a half yards per carry. AJ Dillon had eight for 46. That's almost six yards a carry. The team had five yards a carry. Why did they run more? They only had 20 rushes. That's a great question. The game never got out of reach. They lost by six. It's a great question. I don't know. And and yeah, you. That's a great pull, Uh, uh, Kevin. They should have been running the ball more. Unless the answer is they really wanted to see what they had with Jordan Love, you know, like they thought this is the moment we'll find out before. Fair. That would be the only reason I could think of they play that way though. Well, and love could be a situation, and I'm not saying love's not going to be good because what I think what happened was <laughs> this was the first time love saw like real NFL action, regular season action, yeah. and the Rams. The, the, I mean, the, the Chiefs' defense isn't great. Like we've said that they're not good, but Spagnola can throw a bunch of funky shit at you and really confuse the hell out of you. And I think that's what he did to Love. And I think Lafleur just got caught up in because Love has some arm talent that is out of this world. He, I think he can throw it like seventy five yards. He does some of the Mahomes things, and they just kept going. Oh, he'll figure it out. And he was just confused. He had no idea what was going on. When every time he thought they were sitting back, they brought like eleven. Every time he thought they were bringing everybody, they dropped everyone back. He just he was lost out there. And I think Lafleur should have went. You know what? We're only down. We're only down six. We're only down ten. Let's just pound it. They could not stop AJ Dillon, which. We've mentioned this before. He, I think he's the best running back on that roster, and it sucks as a guy who has Aaron Jones on my fantasy team. I think A.J. Dillon is the best running back Next they got. Year. Next year. I, you know, I, here's a question for you. After one NFL start, who would you rather have, Jordan Love or Mike White? It's a good question. <laughs> um, I'm telling you. That- I, I still take Jordan Love. I still take Jordan Love, I think, but oh. – I don't know. That, he, that game was not very. Uh, yeah, Love's got the better arm, and Mike White. I, I I watched that a little bit. Boy, he has a funky release. He just it's yeah. just funky. Uh, but um, man, Jordan Love looked like a deer in the headlights. It would. That's not a third year pro. You wouldn't expect that. You know. You just. It, you just wouldn't expect that. 
LJ, um, I don't know if you caught this, and, and maybe this had something to do with Jordan Love's performance, but what? They couldn't get his mom and girlfriend a better seat? Did you see where they had no. them sitting? And they were at the very, very the top. top of Arrowhead. The they, were t- they were like closer to the moon than they were to the action. <laughs> no, I have no idea. It was insane. Now, I will say, and this was brought up on Twitter, that the Packers have not had to worry about a quarterback asking for family tickets in a long time. So maybe that's what got them. Yeah, true, but true. I, that was just baffling that they had him that high. It was insane. Like they had him like where me. The ticket probably cost ten bucks because it was way up there. I've been in those seats. Those are not good seats. And as cold as it was in Kansas City Can't with confirm. the wind blowing, that was not comfortable. I can tell you that right now. That right there is boots on the ground reporting. Yeah, as absolutely. someone who's been there, he can confirm. Bad I seats. can confirm. Um, <laughs> I want to go into Chiefs and AFC West. Do do we have? I mean, there's been a lot of Aaron Rodgers thoughts shared in the past, as we recorded the past week. Um, anybody have any Aaron Rodgers thoughts, pops? Do you? Uh, well, you know, he's immunized. <laughs> I really. Uh, Someone th- shouted COVID at a glass of water before he drank it. <laughs> My point, you know, he's not a dummy, right? I mean, did he think know. the problem is he, he always thinks he's the smartest, though. Well, he always thinks he's the smartest in the room. I'll no tell you what Tammy say, thinks in a minute up. if I can put it into terms that's suitable for anybody <laughs> we to listen to. But what letter. got me is, does he really think that he wasn't going to get COVID? I mean, he's at these parties, you know, apparently with no mask on. He's completely flouting the rules. He's better than everybody else. I guess he doesn't have to go by the rules. And and surely, I mean, if you don't get vaccinated, okay, if you don't believe it, you you ought to wear a mask, or you ought to do something else, or you will, you're going to get this thing. I mean, but uh, but that's the thing that Tammy was saying. You either you wear a mask, you isolate, or you get the vaccine. You do one of those three things to to protect the people around you. He did none of them. He just like. F he had y'all. a Halloween party before he got tested positive. He was John Wick with, and he invited his teammates. He. Maybe worse than Von Miller. He actually invited him to a COVID-infested party. Uh, you know, I, I'm God, he is so talented. There's no doubt. But I am hit. I can't stand him. And Tammy says she won't watch him again. She will not uh, watch him if he's on TV. That's what she says. I mean, I, and, yeah. and I, I kind of get that. I think that's fair. I, I, Tony, go ahead. I The best quote I heard was from a friend of ours in a fantasy football league with Liff and I playing. What an asshat. You know, I, I I just I don't think you can describe it any better. And I had to tell my I told my parents that this weekend we were talking. My mom is a as a as a very dedicated Democrat, and we won't go into that. But anyway, so but she, we were talking about the vaccine, and I said, well, you know, it's buddy's mine. You know, he's an asshat, and they looked at me. Did you say asshole? I said, no, mom. I said, asshat. She said, well, what's that? I said, well, an asshole actually has a purpose. Really, if you think about it, there's no reason to have a hat on an ass. And so he has no purpose. He's an ass hat. And uh, they thought that was pretty funny. And I think that's really what he is. He's an ass hat. And, and a great football player, but I wouldn't want to hang around him. I, I, I just don't. I just can't imagine why you'd want to hang around him. I just don't. I'm sure, Elja, do you have thoughts? Go ahead. First. Well, I was just thinking that Drew Locke is probably sitting there saying, well, what the hell? What are these rules? We had to start Kendall Hinton at quarterback. <laughs> so, yeah. well, that's right. Right. I know what well, there does seem to be an inadequacy of the way the rules are followed when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and other people. Um, that's just Roger Goodell's world. Yeah. He makes the rules as oh, he goes. Certainly, certainly. But that's really my only thoughts. I mean, I agree with everything that's been said. So, yeah, I, I mean, the whole 
I'm immunized yeah. thing. Like sneaky, as, sneaky. as the journalist, they probably should have asked follow-up questions. Like, what does that mean? But he just, and he, I think it pops, I do think he's a really smart guy. Clearly. I mean, he's shown, I mean, jeopardy and all this stuff. I, th- I do think he's smart. He's a smart guy. But the problem is he's one of those. And we all know these type of people. He's one of those people, one of those persons, people who every time he walks into a room, he doesn't think he's the smartest person. He knows he's the smartest person in the room. And he acts like I'm above every single person in here. And I'm I'm smarter than you are. And I'm going to say things and be clever and sneaky, sneaky. And and the way like when he did this, I'm immune, immunized. And then he was like, but if they don't want to get vaccinated, that's their choice. And, you know, I respect it. And he almost said it made it sound like, I don't know. It just was just an annoying thing. And Maybe the locker room will be fine because he is really good at quarterback. He's really good at what he does. And maybe they'll like it because he's sticking it to the NFL saying, I'll do what I want to. I don't follow your rules. But it's just you're putting people at danger. It's just stupid. I just It's annoying and frustrating probably if I was a Packers fan. But luckily I'm a Cowboys fan. We just lose 30 to zero or whatever it was. So it's fine. (laughs) I wonder if uh, because I believe that that means that he's broken at least city of Chicago laws. I wonder if there's a DA in Chicago who's like writing up some sort of uh, (laughs) – And maybe they own him. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you own? Yeah. I did see they they're not going to suspend him. They're even though he's broken NFL rules. I don't think they're saying no suspensions, but there is going to be some significant fines to the Packers organization. Oh, well, because to to be honest, um, the Packers knew that he was unvaccinated. That because he was. It's now that they've looked back, he tried to ask the NFL because he did his whatever he called it methods of, of immunization and showed him garlic, that. And garlic. Well, he well, he talked to he talked to uh joe rogan so he had he's fine <laughs> yeah yeah and the authority on I, the topic so the pack so the packers knew that he was unvaccinated and they didn't and maybe he was wearing a mask throughout the facilities but he clearly wasn't during those press conferences which he should have been so the packers will get fine for it not aaron Rodgers. and maybe this was the packers going let's not piss off aaron maybe that was part of the mini camp stuff where they're like we know you're not vaccinated, but we'll act like you are as long as you can trick everybody else. It's like, oh, I have the the perfect word to trick them. I'll say I'm immunized. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe this is the whole thing the That's Packers are doing. They're saying, well, let's let's let the whole world find out what an asshat this guy yeah, is. Let him shoot himself, and nobody's going to sign him, and we'll sign him next year, and he'll come back. You know, because we know Jordan Love ain't worth a shit. So we <laughs> we better get him back and, and see if we can get him for two or three more years, and we'll sign him to a three year contract, two years guaranteed, and that third year we can ship him off and. He'll be forty then, and and we'll be fine. I, I don't know, but it's a crazy, crazy um, situation. Okay, well, d- we're done with that. Yeah, yeah. he's still out. He, yeah. He's out this ass, week man. again, so yeah. Jordan Love will be playing again against the Seahawks. Russ is actually, I think, coming back this week. He's cleared to play, I believe. But it'll be interesting to see Jordan Love again. See if he's that bad, or if they figure out some of the stuff. I want to talk about the Chiefs. So they won, yeah. and this actually, I don't really want to talk about the Chiefs. I want to talk about that division, the AFC West who we all clamored would be a tight division, great division. Well, we were right. It is tight. I don't know if it's great. They're all four teams have exactly five wins. The Chargers and Raiders are five and three. Chiefs and Broncos are five and four. It's the first division in NFL history for all of its teams to have exactly five wins through week nine. Uh, Do we have a favorite? Do we know what we think? I I don't know. The Chargers looked good last week, but they looked shitty the two weeks before. The Chiefs still don't have an offense. The Raiders. So I don't so know. So what we said. What we the said. The Broncos look great. <laughs> yeah, let's not jump on the Broncos bandwagon too fast. It can't handle it. Um, the make it make sense to me, LJ. What's going well, on? So we did say last week if the Chiefs can win two of their next three, right, that they yep. would be okay. And then immediately after we recorded our episode, Aaron Rodgers gets set down. 
The Raiders are clearly in a tailspin. The Cowboys, have they been solved? Probably not, but more on that later. Um, <laughs> and and that's a majority of their games. Like those are the teams that they have to play for the next eight weeks. Uh, they've got a real shot to win a lot of football games here. If they can just hold on for dear life with that terrible, terrible defense. And so I do think that the Chiefs have a real chance at being a playoff team. Um, it, probably potentially a division winner. The Chargers are flippy floppy. They're kind of, you know, the the problems you have with the Bills, the Chiefs. I mean, the, the Raiders are falling apart. The Broncos, I don't even know what to think. I mean, they may be the best team in the league for the next two weeks and then disappear. Like, who knows? Um, but that AFC West, I think, is the Chiefs because there's some mystical force that heard us say you need three of the next two. And they said, oh, we'll give them to you. That's fine. Or two of the next three. Boy, could, could I piggyback on that? Because I think I'm right in lockstep with you. Because, I mean, Denver Denver looks like a good team, but they need a quarterback. I mean, they don't have the hey, quarterback me, to take sir. them. <laughs> Come on, LJ. You know that. Right. So, uh, Oakland, there's just way too much noise there. I, you know, there's just too many issues, too much things to overcome. And the Chargers, I, I think they're a year away. I, I like yeah. Staley. I yeah. think he's just – he's too fresh. I think uh, uh, Herbert – Herbert? Hebert? Herbert? Herbert. Herbert, Herbert, Herbert. I just think he's another year away. I think the Chargers are another year away. So that leaves Kansas City. I mean, I think it is Kansas City's for the the taking, but there's just something about Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid does not he, – he he can just mess up in a, in a big game. I know he's got a Super Bowl under his belt. I mean, I understand all that, but I don't completely trust him along the lines of if I would somebody like, say, a Belichick. Of course, Belichick's awesome. And, and you know, back in the day, like a Tom Landry, I was trying to think of other and, – and Landry was not just but, – but Landry was an honorable guy that was smart. He would figure out something. I just think Andy can get – Andy can get outsmarted sometimes and uh, doesn't have an answer. But I still think that's got to be the Chiefs by lack, by, by what is it? Uh, you take away all the uh, impossibilities. Mm-hmm. The only thing left is, is what is left is, is possible. So Kansas City. Well, it looks like the way the division, the way the AFC is playing out, two of these teams could very well get in. Maybe more. I mean, right now, five wins gets the, the current six and seven, really five, six and seven out of the division champions. We got the Raiders at five and three. Steelers at five and three, Patriots at five and four, all in the playoffs currently. I, this, the Patriots do seem like the arrow is pointing in the right direction, but all three of those teams I could see falling out. And then you get, do the Chiefs get the playoffs? Are the Browns in? Are the Bengals? I mean, they look shitty. They were they went from first in the AFC North to last in the last two weeks. The Broncos could make the playoffs. Like, do you think LJ? Do you think two of these teams, or do you think just the division winner ends up getting in? It's hard to say because, like you're saying, a, a five hundred record. Uh, is probably in the playoffs in the AFC right now. And it does look like there are a lot of teams right on that line. I do like two AFC West teams to make it in. Um, So if we're talking division winners, I'm thinking it's chiefs, but if we're talking, I do think the Broncos stand a good shot of getting in the Chargers stand a good shot of getting in. That's, that's kind of where I stand on the AFC playoff picture. Tony, I agree with LJ on that. I, 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 I honestly think the Broncos are going to win the division. Um, really? Right to hear it, let's they, go. As long as – and here's the caveat. If Melvin Gordon stays healthy, it, as Javante Williams has learned the NFL game, mm-hmm. and I said this last week about Michael Carter and the Jets, is Javante Williams the same way? I, I think that gives him the ability to run the football in November and December. Uh, now, for the Chiefs' credit, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will be back here in just a couple of weeks. 
and Daryl Williams, and and lo and behold, uh, uh, is it Darren Gore? I forget his uh, Derek, Derek Derek Gore. Gore. Derek, yeah. They've uh, developed a, a, a some some uh, a running attack, and you need that when Patrick Mahomes obviously his game is just off right now. He's gonna figure it out. He's just got to figure it out pretty quick, and and so um, the body has changed on him, and he's got to figure out that he can't always do the things he used to do. But um, uh, I st- I still think though the Broncos are there, but I th- three three teams out of that division make the playoffs, and, and, and really? I, I I agree with LJ that it's the the odds would be uh, the Chiefs, Broncos, and Chargers, and uh, Chargers may be I right say, now. If you look. Uh, uh, it's also possible that the Super Bowl winner comes out of that division because they are crushing NFC teams like crazy. The AFC West is just a grinder for NFC teams. Yeah. Um, so yeah. if they can make it through the AFC, uh, the the mess that that whole conference is, they crush yeah. NFC teams. It's interesting looking at the odds right now, just the AFC West, where you have all four teams with five wins, as we said. Chargers best odds at plus 130. Chiefs plus 165. Raiders plus 475. Broncos plus 750 Ooh. Ooh. to win the division to win Ooh. the division to win the oh. AFC West me, I, I need to get to paid soon man yeah uh, hmm. wow I, Inch- I think the Chargers that. I think the Chargers win that division I think they figure it out I think Staley figures out their defense I honestly I don't know what they're doing on offense Herbert to me looked great last week they do a lot of running on first and second down where I'm like you you have a quarterback with a hand cannon attached to his arm just let him do his thing <laughs> But they get kind of conservative, and it's interesting to me that all people Staley is that way, where he's a big numbers guy and doesn't. I feel like he would go. the The numbers tell me we should throw it deep on first down. We shouldn't just dink and dunk the whole game. But he doesn't quite do it. So we'll see what happens. But I, yeah. I like the Chargers in that division. Yeah. Um, I want to get to some MVP talks, but first, let's get a word from our sponsor. Waking up on a crisp. Winter's morning, stepping out on your front porch and taking a sip of that first morning's cup of joe. You listen out and there's a bird that sounds. Where's the bird come from? Well, I don't know. Somewhere off yonder. I sit here and I think to myself, you know, living out in the mountains and solitudes got its perks, but I sure do miss a sense of community. And then I remember there's a place somewhere beyond the pines where we can all get together and speak on our favorite sporting topics, movie reviews. Hell, sometimes there's a YouTuber or two that gets on there and live streams an AMA. Where's this that I'm thinking of? Oh, yes. Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room. Get blasted in the ears. And we're back. All right, so let's get into some MVP talk. Um, we are past the halfway mark and looking at the odds currently. God, it was a bad week to be an MVP candidate. <laughs> yeah. Currently, we have Tom Brady at the top, plus 300. Then it's Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Stafford, Kyler Murray, Herbert, Dak dropped way down. Rodgers and Mahomes below him. Uh, we can go further, but I want to just uh, ask you, let's go 
Pops, what do you got? Who's your MVP right now? <laughs> well, and I, can't, I hate that he's a favorite, but I'm going to go chalk. I mean, it's setting up nice for Tom Brady. I think it's really sure setting is. up nice. Well, he's the only person whose value rose in a bye week. Yeah, week. I mean, holy cow! <laughs> he took a bye week and won. I mean, he's like that white man can't jump. That what's that girl? Because sometimes when you lose, you really win. <laughs> sometimes when you win, you really lose. Well, he took a day off, took a week off, and won. So Tom Brady, I think, has got to be leading. (laughs) Um, For what it's worth, Tom Brady is second in pass yards behind only Matthew Stafford and has the most passing touchdowns with 25. Stafford dropped below him at 23 and just five interceptions. So he's having a good year. He's been padding the stats all year, throwing touchdowns in one instead of running it in. But um, it does feel like it's kind of laying out perfect for him because, like you said, he didn't play and everybody else that was an MVP candidate didn't play that well. Uh, LJ, do you, I mean, I know you. I know how much you love Tom Brady, so you probably want to say Tom Brady as well. Do you have any other yeah. thoughts? Um, so I think the defensive of the year is probably Pat Sertan. <laughs> I, that's I think that's 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 oh, oh, I'm sorry, LJ, about the Sertan news too. Wait, what? oh, you hadn't seen? Oh, yeah, yeah, he got hurt, but he got hurt, but he's not like. Is he out for a while? MCL, MCL. I think he's out for a while. Yeah, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Well, Kyle Fuller better get, you're here, get right there. Man, you're hearing LJ learn that news yeah, right I'm now. Sorry. Listeners, he, that, that was the first time LJ has heard I'm or read sorry. that information. Yeah, he's out for a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I got introduced to the, the Von Miller trade, like someone yelling across a the theater. That was painful, too. So. <laughs> man, Uncle, I don't know. Uncle Tony's a little. One minute he's like, Broncos to win the division. LJ, shout out. And then he's like, by the way, did you notice your first round pick? Done. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I mean, I like I like Josh Allen, um, like in an honest way. If it's got to be a quarterback, I think he's going to get right. I don't well, it didn't have to be a quarterback until Derrick Henry went down, and that pretty much I think confirmed. It yeah, was and I mean, like you know, I mean, obviously, like Cooper Cup has had an insane year. Um, uh, Nick Chubb has had an insane year, but I don't think any of them are like MVP candidates really so yeah chubbs had chubbs by the way uh he just tested positive for covid so he's in doubt for this weekend yeah so we'll see he's vaccinated he's not immunized he's vaccinated so he could still test positive twice in 24 hours and play or test negative excuse Mm, me um tony what do you what do you think for uh, mvp it's probably quarterback he has been vaccinated that's right (laughs) um you know i am i'm starting to lean towards lamar jackson uh, there he is. If they can, I like it. I like if that. They call. continue to uh, continue to play like they're playing, and he can continue to put up the rushing stats that he's putting up with the efficiency that he's showing at quarterback. I mean, he's he's not going to throw you know for the yardage or the touchdowns that uh, Brady or Stafford are, are going to do. But boy, he's he's been pretty efficient. Um, but they can't run like he can run, and he's only going to be able to do that for a couple more years, probably. So if he if he continues and and, and is uh, and he can break that thousand yard mark again this year, I, I think he's a legit MVP candidate and would be my vote, especially for what he means to that team. So Tone, he is number he's ninth in passing yards, mm-hmm. and if you go look at rushing yards, I believe he's also top ten there as well in the NFL. So he's he's putting up great numbers, and it is interesting that let me let me see I have it written down. Here we go. The Ravens are now three and one this year when trailing by double digits at halftime. The rest of the NFL is eight and ninety-three. The whole <laughs> big thing on Lamar Jackson was the problem is you get him down by a score or two. It's tough because all they do is run. He's finding ways to do it. And he that 
I'm just saying, you take Lamar Jackson off that team, I think they are that offense is nothing. nothing. They are bad, bad. I'm, Aaron Rodgers could say the same. You just saw what Jordan Love looked like with him out. So maybe the problem is, Tony, because I really do think Lamar Jackson, I would give him the MVP right now if, if I were to give a vote. But it, the MVP is kind of a narrative thing, and he did just win a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady has a little narrative because it's you know he's still doing it at this age, and is this his last year, blah, 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 blah. Rodgers doesn't have the great narrative. Josh Allen doesn't have one, so there's a possible narrative. Stafford, if they turn it around, that's a great story. I don't know. I, it's kind of up to me. I mean, Dad, did you say who you, you said Tom Brady? I, the Stafford one actually makes the most sense to me if I, they figure it out. I think Stafford still has an outside chance. I said that earlier. I still think he has an outside chance, but they got to fix that. Yeah, yeah. I think, and Dak, Dak had the story, and and I think he, if he figures out, I think he's still. That's actually where the odds are at because the odds weren't great before. But where they're at right now, where he dropped just because that one game, if that if that was just a blip and then Dak's back and looks great, the story of coming back after that horrific injury and he doesn't yep. have one. And we, as we said, the Cowboys just – when their Cowboys are rolling, the media loves it and they're on Sports Center, They're on every single thing. Every day they're going to be on primetime. So I, that wouldn't shock me either to see Dak get back in the running in the top three. Yeah, and Kevin, you make a great point there. It, it's a storyline, but – there has been no uh, there. There's been no story in L.A. for a long time, and that's a big market. And uh, and so, if for some reason Stafford can continue and, and have a great year, I, I could see him being a being you know being the MVP because of what he means to that that big of a big of a city and and that market. Was there? I think we kind of touched on all the big uh, the. The taunting rules effing stupid. So Monday night, they gotta figure uh, that shit out. Man. What's his name? I can't remember his name at the moment. Cassius, but the linebacker for the Bears, Cassius, Cassius Marsh, Marsh, Cassius. Marsh. And I remember him. I remember him on some other team a couple years ago, and I, maybe the Eagles something. But he has that long blonde hair, and he's like the, the mm-hmm. not just a, a sleeve, but it's like colorful sleeve tattoo. I mean, it's he's he's an interesting character. And then if you saw him press uh, at the post game, he had like a big fur coat on, some chains. Like he he's a he's an interesting guy. But that taunting rule. I get. I, I think the ref did maybe call it by the letter of the law, but <laughs> but it's there you go. It's Kevin. just there you yeah, go. He's, for the listeners, it's pulled up now as Tony's background is, is our Mr. Marsh back there, <laughs> for, aka Marshall Mathers. I, um, yeah, yeah. You, we, you, you could you could put him on Game of Thrones today. Yeah, oh yeah, fit. yeah. <laughs> or the Absolutely. Vikings, looked, either one. That's how you describe it. He looked at the bench. He looked at the Steelers bench after a huge play. He didn't give like the DMX like suck it thing or anything. Like he, mm-hmm. he didn't do anything bad. And that that game that ended up not losing him the game because they they got the ball back. Whatever. But just the rules are stupid. The taunting rules dumb. That's fun. As long as you're not being like ridiculous, yeah. I, that makes football fun to me. I don't know why they're doing it. Why does the NFL do this every so often? Where they're like. Can we make it really boring? And then the next year, like, oh no, we, now we want all the celebrate. It was the same way we didn't do any celebrations, and now you let the whole defense and guys from the sideline run into the end zone when they get a stop and get in a canoe. That's the silliest one I've seen. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, Kevin, I'll say this: um, it started out because guys were talking, they were down, and they got were pointing at them, and they're looking over them, and they were trying to prevent injuries and 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 fights that way. But they, as sure. they do, they have taken it to a, a whole new level. And it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, they gotta let these guys let let them play and 
and whatever, you know. Well, and I heard uh, I was watching uh, ESPN. Uh, maybe it was I guess it was probably Tuesday because that was the Monday night game. And Ryan Clark was on there talking who I think Ryan Clark does a great job as an analyst on ESPN. He's really good. But mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. saying you're, you're asking these guys who they they go to bed or like the, a lot of these guys, they, they spend years upon years since they were like 18 or 19 to go. I'm going to go to bed early, wake up at five, go to the gym, I'm gonna get in the cold, I'm do all this stuff, put all this hard work. And it's a sport where you got to really want to, I mean, you don't want to hurt them, but you got to want to do some vicious stuff. I mean, you're throwing your body into these huge men. But, but after you make that great play, that's a game winning play, turn that all the way off, turn it all off and don't have any reaction. Like that's just stupid. That's, I don't know why the NFL does that. It's like, why, why do we do these dumb rules every once in a while? Or it's like, can we get maybe, you know what? Maybe Roger Goodell is doing this because, you know, the Internet can be so divisive. And every couple of years he just goes, I want the Internet to all agree on something. So why don't I just make them all <laughs> hate the NFL refs? I'll do the refs because now it gets us shitting on the refs. We're like the refs are like, no, that was that's what you told him to call. Now he did kind of hip check our boy Marsh, which was kind of weird. Yeah, it looked like bad. he purposely yeah. was kind of, kind of like kind of like. A little, yeah, it did look like yeah, it was on purpose. Yeah, like a Nikola Jokic yeah. kind of shove there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was did, right on that level. Did yeah. you see? Oh, did you see uh, Cassius Marsh's uh, roundhouse kick though? After he had the sack. Oh yeah, that was cool. That that was <laughs> no, impressive. I missed that. Impressive. You got to YouTube that one, man. That was that's why I say this guy's WWE material. I'm just telling you. <laughs> He, he, he definitely could be on yeah, Game of Thrones or today. MMA. We're going to see him somewhere on UFC Saturday night. Something I don't know, but uh, yeah. So it, it, check out that roundhouse kick. It was phenomenal. <laughs> I do. And then I, at, speaking of Monday night, they they went on a, a, a long little bit. I actually I think the announcers do a good job because I, I usually watch many casts. I really like that, but I do think Riddick and Levy and and Greasy they did do. a good job. They do. But they did have a little thing where. Uh, and Najee Harris has a great story about how his family like stayed in a homeless shelter for a long time. And, and he goes back and helps the shelter. And I, I think he did his draft party at a homeless shelter, but they did, they took it a little far and said like during his freshman year, he was sleeping on the floor in his dorm because he didn't feel comfortable sleeping on a bed because he hadn't done it in so long. And like not an hour after the game, Najee Harris was like, I didn't sleep on no damn floor what? in Alabama. <laughs> what the hell? I had a bed. I slept in a bed. If I have a bed, <laughs> like, I like Najee Harris. I think I'm, <coughs> Joining the Najee Harris fan club. Like, I'm all in. I'm in, too. I'm in 100%. I like this kid. I sure hope he stays healthy because, man, he he is the next coming. He is that tough guy. Give me the ball. Plays for Pittsburgh. Man, it just fits. He's he's a good running back. He's a fun running back. And I think he's just a fantastic dude. He seems like a stellar human being, too. So, yeah, I'm all in on the Najee here. The Steelers are really good at drafting. They just don't know when to move on from a quarterback (laughs) that's washed up. Hey, wait a minute. Uh, Do we have... Wait, wait. So this roundhouse kick wasn't a taunting penalty, but staring a little bit too (laughs) hard is a penalty? Nuts. Exactly. (laughs) Well, you know, now that I think about it, LJ... Before we get too into the, has anybody asked the Steelers how they felt about that taunting? Are they okay? Because that was I haven't asked. He I haven't look, asked he anyone. He looked pretty hard. It was it directed. He maybe did look at them really hard. That was yeah, that was me. That's true. That's true. I felt bad for the guy because he's also a guy who's been on. He's been cut a few times. He's probably fringe on the roster, and he didn't make that bad of a mistake. Robert Quinn, on the other hand, didn't know how to line up on sides. He got off sides like eight times. Yeah, at the end. Like, I was like, what the hell? You're a veteran. Oh, that was nuts. And he kept looking like, what am I doing? <laughs> 
What am I doing? Dude, and, and all you do is look at the replay. Yeah, he's offside. Yeah, he's offside. And he's like, maybe the line's no. wrong. Have you thought about that? Even Brian Greasy, Brian Greasy was like, they had another penalty and the way they threw the flag, you're like, that's usually an offside. It's like, surely Robert Quinn didn't line up in the neutral zone again. And they're like, line up in the neutral zone, number 94. And Lewis Riddick just was like, oh. Like, he couldn't believe it. Yeah. He was disappointed. Yeah. He must have lost a contact or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> couldn't see. Uh, is that all we got? We got anything else NFL-wise? Did anybody else have a moment or a, a game that we didn't touch on? I think we kind of kind of touched it all there. Yeah, it's fine. I, I, other than Cincinnati is who we thought they were. And also, well, are they? Because we, I thought we kind of thought they were really good for a second there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, they're they're back. Oh, where they actually, need to be. I have an NFL thought. Speaking of that game, I have an NFL thought. I want to touch on the because uh, also right after we got done recording, the Odell Beckham news dropped. Uh, yeah, and so mm-hmm. I kind of want to get your thoughts on Odell Beckham. Once again, Baker Mayfield and and the Browns looked a lot better post OBJ. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is this a pops? Is this a OBJ's not good anymore? Is this just he doesn't fit with them? What where do you? You see know him? he he hasn't been relevant in years yeah. um, since Obama was in office. Yeah, yeah, since Obama was in <laughs> office, I heard that. Yes, um, I mean he is he another guy that maybe is is got his head over his 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 ski tips, you know, a little bit too much, and uh, you know, like Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers is still producing, but OBJ just he. I think he hasn't been relevant for a while. I do think he's got some gas in the tank. I think he gets in the right place with the right coach, with the right quarterback. But but by the time people hear this, he cleared waivers. By the time people hear this, he'll have a team. I think the report I read was yeah. uh, Packers. But we'll see. Yeah, well, boy, I, wouldn't that be interesting? Put two malcontents together. Oh my god! Could, I can't. But when you got to get with the right the coach, facility. the right quarterback, all that stuff, yeah. it's look in the mirror. That means it's your problem. So yeah. I have a thought, but uh, Tony, it looks like you're you have something to say. I really suspect if they can put the package together that he's going to the Chiefs because they have no uh, wide receiver too, and so. Um, uh, it would not surprise me to see the Chiefs try to put a package together to get him. That would now, fix all of the Chiefs' problems. Is another yeah. one. <laughs> well, yeah, it would make but their pass rush better. The Chiefs, the Chiefs would get their, rid of Dan Sorensen's issues at safety. Yeah, the Chiefs made their made their move when they went and got Ingram. So I, I, I which I think I was think a good move. Out. I think that was yeah. the right move. But I, I, he would fit well there. Um, I heard a report on NFL. It would be interesting if he went to the Rams. Uh, but I, I just don't see that happening. Supposedly, him and McVeigh have always had a little thing. I They've always just, liked each other. That would be a bad deal. Uh, he, he Supposedly, it, Russ Wilson has been pushing for him, and the Seahawks yeah. kind of want to make Russ happy, as we well, know. So that's possible. I, I, as Lifford said, I, I think it's Green Bay is probably where he would go. They also need a wide receiver too. And, Bill uh, Belichick, they need a receiver. Oh shit! Um, yeah, Randy Moss, two point We, we I, saw I think and how long Antonio people. Brown stayed at the Patriots. I, I don't see Odell Beckham going to the Patriots. I think but, Antonio Brown would have said a lot longer had he not whatever he ended up doing. Yeah, all, all the stupid shit he's done. But had he not Antonio yeah. Brown? Oh no, for what for what you say what you will, OBJ has not done stupid shit like that. I mean, he 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 may be yeah, a malcontent in the locker room, but yeah. outside of the locker room, he's not like uh, doing. He's it. been a diva, but not. I'll just say this: <laughs> ass hats know how to deal with ass hats, so maybe it is Odell Beckham needs to go to Green Bay, and they can handle each other. Uh, here here's my thought on OBJ. So. I think he's actually – I think there's a lot of gas tank. I think he's still a really good receiver. 
uh, I, I watched a video. There was a video someone posted to the internet of, of showing that he clearly can still run routes. Oh, I remember who posted it. It was, it was Odell Beckham Sr. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> I, I really do think he runs really good routes still. He can make people miss. He can go up and catch things. The problem is, is he doesn't play. He kind of is a freelancer. He probably would fit in that Chiefs offense where he just kind of does his own little thing. Like Kelsey's a freelancer and it works for them. The problem with him in Cleveland is Baker Mayfield is like a little Drew Brees-ish. He's really accurate, and and he likes on time, on schedule plays. It's what he did with Lincoln Riley. It's what Stefanski loves in Cleveland. That's why as soon as OBJ left, everything works because the other guys just they didn't free they ran the route they were supposed to run. So Baker knows where they are, and when he knows where you are, he gives it to you really accurate. He's not just the guy like Stafford did with Calvin, where he's just like, oh, double coverage. That guy's really athletic. I'm gonna toss it up. So I think that's why he didn't work in the Browns offense. I do still think he can be really good. He just doesn't fit that. He doesn't fit Baker or the coach. And and dad's right. You need to get the right quarterback, the right system for OBJ. Well, I, I think he'll be good if he goes to the right place. I, I, I think he's A.J. Green. I, I don't think he is what he was before. Which he's, okay, okay. I get what you're saying. He's just not. He's past his prime. Uh, I think that knee injury was more significant than we thought. He doesn't have that move. Because I can tell you, look, if he was as good as we were all talking like he's going to be that good, he would have done something more than he's done at, at, at Cleveland. When Jarvis Landry is out out targeting you and outperforming you, you're not that good. And so um, Jarvis is a great possession receiver. But still, if you can't outperform Jarvis Landry – then you're not a wide receiver one, and we're talking like he's going to make a difference. And so, anyway, for me, he, he he's a good possession receiver. He could help a team out, but he's not going to – I don't see him being a 40, 50-catch guy for the rest of the year. I, I think he's too good catch the game. we're just going to have to agree to disagree because when yeah. he ends up in Green Bay and all of a sudden they're double-covering Devontae and he's getting one-on-one with – say what you will about the ass-headed at quarterback. He's good at like, getting out of the pocket and doing some little off-schedule plays, and yeah. when Beckham's just deep, I think he'll launch it. And we'll see. Play, win a Super Bowl. You'll get to see both ass hats on the on the stage together, hoisting the damn Lombardi trophy. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, yeah. But all right, uh, let's move off from NFL talk. I believe. Well, before we get to a Bucci problem, we need to. We need. To, we we kind of preface it a little bit. But pops, your boy. Nikola Jokic. <laughs> he ain't no just, punk, is he? <laughs> he's, playing, he's playing the wrong sport. He should have been a fullback. What, he just leveled. Was it? I don't know if it was Marquis for Marquis. That would have been a penalty in football. It was one of those Morris brothers, right, that, that kind of has a little bit of a reputation okay. for cheap shots. But, was the Jokic but thing do we not, know which one? They both have a reputation. <laughs> but we, no, no, you're, no just, oh, you're that right, was yeah. the joke because they swap places. Yeah, yeah. You're, right, you're right. I see where I, I was late to the joke, but I found it. <laughs> yeah. So would have everyone else been? That was not a real joke, it turns out. Keep going. Um, I like Jokic. That was that was kind of some bush. That was dirty though, wasn't it? I mean, that was what what he. Well, I think so. The guy hit. He could have broke a rib. You're gonna hit him. Yeah, Morris could have broke his ribs the way he hit him on that on that shot. I mean, that was a cheap shot on him. And I don't think that Jokic Jokic meant to do a cheap shot. He was just so pissed off that it was just like, well, hey, MFR, you watch this. You know. That, so you're saying you're saying it wasn't just like a. Oh, I'm going to do this wise back turn. He would have done that whether he was looking. If he'd have been not, facing just, with him, he would have he was, dove. He into was going to give Morris some he, a piece of his mind, regardless. He was. He might have took it easy because his back. And, was and I, you know what? I mean, I you know I I am a Jokic fan, no doubt about it. But I mean, I liked it. I mean, you come at me, I'm coming back at you three times as hard. So let's go. 
Um, so Jokic seems to be a mild mannered dude for the most part, but I think remember in the playoffs last mm-hmm. year where he I, I forget who it was that he hit, maybe Booker or something, and Booker realized pretty Devin Booker realized pretty quick, oh, this guy is about he means what he's talking about. He, he, <laughs> and I think it goes back to remember we talked about the Jokic brothers. We saw them in the stands. I think Nikola Jokic got his ass beat when he was not the not the big <laughs> one in the family, because he's the youngest of the brothers. And I don't think he'll 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 take shit up to a point where he's like, F this. F this, yeah. Morris, you ain't going to punk me. I'm not Chris Asporzingis, and I will come <laughs> back at you. And I will say, though, Jimmy Butler afterward, which I appreciate Jimmy Butler. If, if Morris might have deserved it, might might be on chicken's ass. But Jimmy Butler afterward was like yelling across the court saying, meet me in the locker room. Like, let's go back and handle this like men. Let's go. And he was yelling. And that fight would actually – I'd pay-per-view that one. Jokic versus Jimmy – because Jimmy Butler might not have the size or the, the length. He got a mean streak, though. Fight, I wouldn't <laughs> want to fight Jimmy Butler either. Uh-uh. No. I, well, I saw a picture of the, the Heat trying to, I guess, maybe get into the the – uh, Nuggets locker room is that a real like? Did you see that, Kev? I haven't seen that, but that, that was that's happened before in other the Clippers Rockets before. That apparently you just there's no way that that NBA players in 2021 are fighting. These are fighter guys. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I think, will fight, and I think Jokic. If you get that's, him, if you push him past that limit, because and also it shows that Jokic isn't worried about shit because they go to the locker or they, he goes to the bench and he's waiting. He knows he's getting kicked out, but he's just waiting and. uh <laughs> he's sitting there and Jokic is on the on the bench just chilling, just chilling while Jimmy Butler's going off. And most people would be intimidated with Jimmy Butler of all people going off. And Jokic is like, dude, I'll fight you. If that's what you want to do. Like I you might beat me, you might not. I don't know. I've been have had I've had my ass beat before. Like, I'll fight you. That's not a problem. <laughs> I just I wouldn't mess with Jokic. And I still I I think it was a little dirty, but with who it was against. It, it was a dirty shot for a dirty shot. It wasn't like it came out of nowhere. So exactly. I, I don't, what you said, I don't Kevin. I Morris to be the, the victim here. A dirty yeah. shot for a dirty shot. That's what yeah. it was. You never saw Bill Lambeer uh, complaining, oh, this guy, oh, okay. I mean, you know, and he's going after somebody in another person's locker room. No, dude, if you're going to play dirty, be ready for it. And, uh, I am certainly well, not. Well, that's what the Morrises yeah. always do. They love to be front runners and they love to be the tough guy, but then they like act. Like they did, like they don't deserve to be treated that way. Well, like, why did I get a text? Because you're being an ass. That's why. Yeah. And I thought it was. I'm not the NBA guy. I, I watched some of it, but the, to me, it, it what happened on the floor tells me exactly what the was it the Heat. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. What the Heat really thought about the deal is like, oh shit, here we go again. Morris has 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 hit somebody, and now he got hit back. Because on the court, they did jack shit. Nobody got really that excited. You went, When Bobby Porter saw something go bad in the playoffs, Bobby Porter's went after him. I mean, you know, if you see it, and man, that was really bad. I'm coming after you. But Miami didn't do that. They just kind of jawed and pushed around, and Jimmy Butler's talking. They ain't going to do nothing. They were looking around and go, Jokic, I ain't messing with that big motherfucker. I ain't going well, over there. So One person in me, particular, Tony. Yeah. Tyler Hero, you know Tyler Hero pops. Oh yeah, he, uh, he was right just away, watching. <laughs> well, he, he took he took a step forward as a teammate. It's like, oh, I gotta have my guys back, and then you realize, oh, that's Jokic. Yeah. I'm gonna step yeah. out. I'm <laughs> out of here. So yeah, that was stupid. If they all showed, if that meme is true, I, that looks kind of like somebody put that together. But if that is true, that picture is true that they all showed up at the locker room. Well, 
I've got it on Instagram. I'm going to put it in the show notes. What a bunch of dildos, man. Come on. Honestly. You know, <laughs> be real. I think Jimmy Butler would have been totally fine if Morrison and Jokic just squared up. But yeah. when you hit a team, Jimmy Butler's the type of guy where I'm going to stand up for my teammates just, even when they're wrong. I think when they got back to the locker room, Jimmy Butler's probably like, you did kind of give him a you gave him a shot. You gave him a nice chicken wing. Yeah. Well, he gave uh, Jokic gave him a shot back though. Man, yeah. he gave that him a shot good. back. He gave him a shot. As well he should have. I you know, fines need to be had because charities need some of that NBA money, but that's just <laughs> ridiculous. That, that that it's like uh, why didn't they just pass a note underneath the door of the locker room? Meet me out back behind the buses, me and you. You know, come on, man. Be real. You're, you're getting it paid was, to play. It's an entertainment. It was well, and that was entertaining. That that was entertaining <laughs> to say the least. Uh, it was clear that Tyler Hero did not want those problems, but we do need to talk about problems. I hear Uncle Tony yeah. that we have a bougie problem. We've we've I think we've got all our shoelaces ironed out. We figured we out do. that, but we need <laughs> we need to, we need to hear what problem you have. Yeah, I do need to have those shoelace <laughs> ironing instructions per some of our new listeners. So I I need those, but so. <laughs> So here's my bougie problem. Don't overstart. Yeah, you. there you go. Um, uh, <laughs> so here's my problem. So I've been watching James Bond movies for a long time, and Daniel Craig movies. I have I have been watching. You know, I've I've seen every single one of those movies in a movie theater. Now, No Time to Die. You know, so this this last one with Daniel Craig, and it's been tough to get in a movie theater. And I finally bought tickets online with the Fandango. Picked out my tickets. Got in there. And so we're sitting in the theater, and we get through the credits, and they're about to roll the movie. Click, poof, up come the lights. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, and somebody walks in. We're sorry, our projector's broken, and we're not going to be able to show the movie before the 7 o'clock showing, so we're going to have to ask you to leave. I can't believe that. You know, I I was so mad. How can it, it's digital? I mean, how can you not this day and age be able to put the projector on so I can watch No Time to Die? I got a job. You know, I watch football <laughs> on Sundays. I, I, it's tough for me to get to a movie theater, and then you guys can't figure out a projector. It really, <laughs> really pissed me off, and I haven't been able to go back since. And 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 now it was in a pretty good sized theater, and now the theaters are going to get smaller, going to get smaller. Hell, I might as well watch it on my TV in my living room now. And it really ticks me off. It really ticks me off. And then to top it off, damn Fandango, I start to try to get my um, my refund back, and you got to write a letter, and you got to do this thing to their comment. It's ridiculous. Like I, you know, it, you know, I'm I'm not doing this for eighteen dollars and ninety seven cents. You know. Screw it, right? So I'm out twenty bucks. I didn't get to see no time to die just because they can't figure out the dag gun projector this one time. It really, really ticked me off. I think I think you 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 were bamboozled. You were hoodwinked. I was hoodwinked. They took my twenty dollars. Well, <laughs> they took thirty dollars. So I, I bet popcorn they took. I bet they took everybody's popcorn. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They took everybody's popcorn and large soda and yeah. sour patch kids. I was, and they were like, "Oh, by the way, I was so now, looking forward to that." I, my wife Cindy and I, we were there, and you know, oh, it was just going to be great. And then the damn projector broke. Gosh, the mighty. <laughs> that I mean, it's a bad problem I, I right there. Honestly. Between that and then your shoelaces, like with pasta shoelaces not being even, there's some issues. Like these are, we really need to get these ironed out because that's that, yeah. those are some big issues that we're big, really yep. facing here. Big issues. 
Hey. Science, stop whatever you're doing and let's get to work. Drove. MRI, mRNA or whatever we're dealing yeah. with. Yeah. Like, that's not important. We need not to figure important. out projectors. Drove me mm-hmm. to drinking. <laughs> that, I'm sure that's what drove yeah. you. Yeah. You wouldn't have had any other drinks. Yeah. Um, LJ, I guess you, we had, you haven't had any bougie problems really lately. No, I'm good, man. I'm good. Are, the Broncos are winning. I mean, yeah. things are good over there. <laughs> He's got yeah, no yeah. issues. Uh, yeah. Pops, just you don't have any any bougie problems, do you? Are you things all right? Oh, just, I mean, I've, I've, I just worry about it. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got sheets that won't stay on my bed. I mean, that's all. I just it really is annoying <laughs> as hell. You know, this never misses. So, so they make these, you know, they make these pillow top mattresses and all. <laughs> They're all real nice and everything. And either, yeah, yeah, yeah. either here's what you do. Either you get sheets that are so big that they're all wrinkled in the middle and you wake up with little cuts on your skin. Not cuts, but, you know, cuts, indentations, okay. indentations on your skin. Or else they're so tight they come off the corners every night. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You can't this find sheets evil, to fit your bed. This skin is being cut by the sheets. Well, I meant indentations. I didn't mean cut, but... It's just ridiculous that I can't get a damn pair of sheets that'll fit the bed. It just is just ridiculous. You know they they make sheets for those pillow tops. No, beds, if you, you know? get a deep top, if you get a deep pocket sheets, then they they get all wrinkly on the top. They're not tight. You know they're not taut. If you want your your sheets to be taut, they don't make one that per- perfectly fits the deep <laughs> mattress. Thing. It, yeah. So you need you need a sheet with instead of the elastic with like a loop wh- where you take all of your extra shoelaces and you tie them around and then you I can do it with all right, my square my flat shoelaces which I don't care yeah. if they're turned if I'm tying a sheet together. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, I think you just invented something. I think oh, maybe million dollars right, right there. there. Mm. Sheet loops. You know, you heard of first sheet loops? loops. <laughs> sheet loops. <laughs> Yeah. Sheet loops. It's Sheet crazy, loops. guys. I really, I, we were tossing over to Pops, and I was like, I, I, he hadn't said he had anything. I didn't think he had anything. And he was just like, oh, by the way, oh, like, the well, way. they don't make sheets that fit. But other than that, <laughs> things are pretty good. Well, I mean, other than that, things are pretty good. But that's a pisser. <laughs> um, as we uh, send the people off on their weeks, I do. I, I just want to say though, this is the start. We don't. We're not having college basketball talk. College basketball kicked off tonight. The Razorbacks getting a victory. Jalen Note balled out thirty points. So I, I, I think Arkansas could have a fun year. I'm not. I'm not going crazy. I just fun. I'm just saying fun. Book. book so book those so sixteen I, tickets I, and let the people know we will have a. Uh, uh, um, gosh, I'm I'm blanking on the name. NCAA tournament. Our, Tournament? Well, no, well, obviously, our award, our, March the, the, the prestigious oh, award. Pit snuggle, yes, yes, yes. We will have a Pitsnog award. <laughs> How winner, could you forget it's worth, that? It's worth knowing that the reigning. Because he thought it was the Crutwick Award the way that we awarded it. <laughs> yeah, no, so. Well, Crutwick is no longer playing at Loyola Chicago. So we will have people, people. We will have a new Pitsnog Award winner this year. So we get to look forward for the next few months of wh- who it could be. And, and this is Coach K's final tour. So everybody's going to clap. Yeah. Oh, Coach K. We're so happy for you. I'm saying that as a Duke fan, but oh, he's drawing, yeah, know, right? he's drawing this shit out. Anyway, yeah. what is Uncle Tony drinking now? We know he's he's probably been drinking a lot because of the damn movie theater. The damn stupid projectors. <laughs> well, it looks uh, like what was Uncle Tony drinking is what it looks like. <laughs> what was Uncle Tony drinking? A millionaire cocktail. 
So the millionaire. Oh, co- well, damn, he really he really did win yeah, this week. That's right. Got some real good that's right. So the millionaire cocktail is known as the John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt cocktail cocktail. So it's kind of got a little bit of everything in it. But sometimes, sometimes I wonder is he just making shit up? Yeah, no, just, you know what's no, weird? I use that analogy today at work. Same verse, second verse, same as the first. I use John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Today, today, that is uh, crazy. That's what it is. That's incredible. It's, it's, it's John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt Tuesday. Uh, so, um, <laughs> you thought it was Taco Tuesday? Hell no. Uh, it, Taco Tuesday rolls off the tongue a little better. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, so it was. It's a prohibition uh, drink. Once prohibition was over, bartenders were figuring out, well, what the hell can we get into a, a drink and make it good? So they made this millionaire cocktail because everybody was starting to come back to the bars. So this is two ounces of bourbon. Uh, three quarter ounces of Grand Marnier. It is uh, lemon juice. It is uh, grenadine or simple syrup, whichever you prefer. Uh, an egg white, which is makes it frothy and kind of cool. And the topper, a da- two dashes of absinthe, and and you top it with grated nutmeg. Ooh, it's tasty. It's a wow, very it sounds like a lot. It's a very good fall drink. It takes a long time to make, but it is really good. So when you when good. you make one, make three, like I did. So um so uh <laughs> I would think uh, one would do you that. <laughs> yeah. But it is it is it is mighty tasty. It's a very good fall a very good fall drink. I'm I'm not sure I drink it with the temperatures over eighty degrees, but uh, it's a good one. It's a good one for now. Well, we're in that funky time of year where at times you wake up. Well, LJ can't relate probably, but at times you wake up and it's like, ah, I need a jacket. But then by the time you get ready to go for lunch, I hope you're not wearing that jacket anymore. You'll be sweating. Like it's, it's that. No, I don't have that problem. Yeah. It's just kind of always have a coat with you at this at this juncture. You don't necessarily need to be wearing it, but just have one with you. It's jacket with it. Uh, as, well, as, speaking of good drinks, though, Kev, uh, I feel like you owe me an, a Malort shot. We didn't agree to it, but it only seems right, right? Well, I, I hate that I don't uh, have Lord. any Malort beer. Right, so I do. Uh, I'll try to remember that next time you come to Chicago. We'll make sure we uh, get some audio <laughs> oh. of us. I'll share. I'll join you. I'll have two for every one you do. I happen Ooh. to have a bottle of Malort right here in my liquor cabinet. Oh, there is some within a very close vicinity of you, Kevin. That's really cool. <laughs> You know what? I'll uh, I'll work on that, uh, LJ. I'll work on that alert shot for you. I do want to, as we leave, Tony, just for the for the the amateurs. I'm asking for myself, but uh, the one staple that if you're if you're really wanting to have a, a cocktail cabinet, if you will, the staple that must be in there. Like I know you mentioned uh, grenadine a lot. You mentioned uh, Grand Marnet a lot. Like, is there is there one that you must have? Other than any liquor uh, liquor that you want to take it. Vermouth. Right, right, right. Vermouth. Vermouth? You need, okay. you, vermouth. You need a dry and a sweet vermouth. If you have both of those, you can make a lot of different drinks. Dry, A dry and a sweet vermouth. That is the number one. Hmm. Man, I tell you what. If you didn't learn anything else in this podcast, I hope you stayed all 90 minutes because you learned <laughs> something right here at the end, baby. <laughs> All right, I think that'll do it. Make sure you are following us on Facebook and Twitter, wherever you are. Just type in Just Press Play Podcast and you'll find us. You can also find us on our website at jpppod.com. And we're on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're at. If you're, I know you're you obviously listening to us, so you found us. But make sure you hit that subscribe and rate and review. It really does help. And we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> The day is here.